podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Michael J. for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post-9-11 vets and their families. Over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to the hope for the warriors.org Hi everybody, welcome back to the Hours Man and Faces podcast. It is just Chris here tonight, none of the other lads have joined us, but I do have a very special guest. Um, a lot of you may know him as the Geordie Dentist on Twitter, who has came in, into a lot of comments and been criticised over the last couple of weeks, mate, but how are you doing right now? Is everything okay over there? Oh, very good. The lockdown's in full effect here in Dubai, so um, it's it's a very quiet Dubai, but rightly so, and everybody's all right. We're, we're all hanging on in there. Great, great to hear, mate. I, I want to kick this one off. Um, there was one sent in straight away, and I think that this clears a lot of the air between everything which has gone on in the past, with, with rumours and, and Twitter rumours which happened. So we'll go straight in with it. And Daniel sends in, um, he's not being rude here, but who are you and how right. do you know more than, than anyone else? Right, okay. Um, who am I? Um, you, you've got to go back and sort of stuff I've been involved with in the past. I was the, the founding chair of the Trust, uh, and I was involved with all the setting up of the Trust when it was the supporters club, and we, we did all the protests at the whole game way back when, and then, then coming forward, turned the, the, the supporters club that was formed into a more legitimate body in the Trust. Um, and then sort of after... My involvement with the trust, myself and, and a couple of other names that people know, Steve Hasty and Bill Corcoran, who are both associated with the food bank. Um, we were actually um, asked to give some input into a potential takeover back in 2012 or so. And, okay. it, and it's the one that flies under the radar, actually. It's the one that, that I, I've only ever really hinted about, and I'll kind of explain a little bit of that why in a bit. Um, from a, a group from the other side of the Atlantic um, who have quite close connections to Newcastle. It was quite an interesting, interesting group. Um, and, and that kind of fell at the, at the last hurdle. Um, I, I learned more about that when actually I came out to Dubai because when I came out to Dubai, one of my patients happened to be the guy that was leading that consortium and heading it up. Oh, uh, and so we did that sort of, hang on a minute, I know you, kind of kind of thing. Um, and uh, we ended up going for a, a couple of beers, and he brought his Mac, and he had all the signed documentation by Derek Lambias and all sorts. And it was one of these things we wished we'd sort of met earlier when the, when the Trust was trying to do stuff with the Yes We Can campaign. Because if we had had somebody like that, to sort of like jump in with mm. who knows what could have happened but it is what it is we then subsequently the the guy that, that i'm talking about then dragged me into another attempt in kind of 2014 and that sort of got um steve and and, and bill involved with boots on the ground connections in in newcastle and trying to sort of like drive this thing on and then that one sort of uh faltered a little bit so we've got experience of dealing with 
sort of on the fringes of, of seeing how these things work and how the negotiations go and what what we get told about, well, we, we, this is how the goalpost gets moved and this is what happens here and this is what mm. happens there. So the initial sort of steps in regards to, to the approaches and the, the, the steps that follow was in regards yeah. to takeovers and documents, things like that. Yeah, you, you kind of end up, it, 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 it was quite baffling. When we did the stuff with the trust to try and do the fans buyout, in 2008, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was like a crash course in football numbers. Yeah. And it was mind-blown. Understanding how the business works and doesn't work. And it's not like any other business in the world at all. You know, you've got somebody sitting telling you that you, 60% wages to turnover is a good ratio. And I'm thinking, hang on, if I run my business like that, I'll be dead. And you, 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 you know, it's like, <laughs> how does that work? Um, and so we had had sort of some idea of that, and then fast forward into sort of other things. It suddenly goes from telephone numbers to international telephone numbers, and it's now at a ridiculous point, really. Some of the finances involved, and so you get an, a, a feeling, an idea of how all these things work. And and like many of these things, it's about contacts, it's about people you meet along the way, and then you get introduced to people, and they say, "I'll tell you what, you should go and have a little chat with him." <laughs> and 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 one of the things I've always been good at is is sort of networking and remembering who would fit with who and what would go where and what have you. Um, and then when word got out that Binzai Group were interested, I'd been, I, I had had no contact with Binzai Group at all when the, when the first sort of the... It, now through June 29th, you can earn up to four times rewards points on your favorite products throughout the store at Safeway. Shop for items like Coca-Cola products, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dannon Light and Fit Yogurt, Mott's Original Applesauce, Heinz Ketchup, and McCormick Spices. And earn up to four times bonus reward points to use for discounts on gas or groceries. Visit Safeway.com or download the Safeway For You app to earn your reward points today. Offer valid through June 29th. See store for more details stuff started to break um but i was being given stuff by people who worked in the same building who were jordan and we were talking to people on fag breaks and things like that well, well i think a lot of people hopefully a lot of people know this but but the likes of dubai it's, it's got quite a large expat community hasn't it um, it's, my it, friends live over there so, so it is quite big and you all congregate in the same sort of areas don't you it's like a village this is yeah. what people don't understand. Um, if you, if anybody's listening and they live in somewhere like Morpeth or they live in Stanley or what have you, if you fart at one end of the high street, they tell you what it smells like by the time you've said excuse yeah. And that's what Dubai's like, really. It really is. It, the expat community is really not a big community in some respects in that you don't have to jump many connections to put people together. And and so by the by the time that, that things were kicking off, I was already known because I'd done it I'd done a few things on the radio over here, uh, on Dubai Eye. Um just because I'm a gobshite and I get myself into these cities. <laughs> um and and so people were like, Oh hang on, there's a dentist who's a Geordie and he, he did stuff with the fact the supporters. Trust maybe you should go and have a chat with him. And, and and it got like that that people were sort of like feeding stuff left right and then and then then you've got to try and work out what's real and what's not and that's really quite difficult mm. um uh, but then i got introduced more directly which is which is a shame it was after the event that i got more um i actually got a direct invite into the boardroom <laughs> um, really yeah 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 
Um, and, and that's when I've learned a lot retrospectively about what was 100% right, what wasn't so right. Um, and also learn things about what they had planned for the future and all sorts. And it, part of it is kind of gutted when I've seen more of what was involved, that just the, the potential and the opportunity to, to turn what would have turned Newcastle United into a Dubai brand. And I've got no doubt about that. So when you say you got invited in, into the boardroom there, um, how were you feeling that day? Were you literally bricking it, thinking, I'm going to be in front of these? And nah. Do you think as if they were really like relying on you for a little bit of information in regards to Newcastle United and the background and, and information on the fans and feeling and things like that? The, the one thing, I mean, I've, I sat in that, when did I last speak to I last spoke to Midhat face-to-face about two weeks ago. We had coffee. So- People that don't know Midhat is the one that was involved he's, in like he's, the, the WhatsApp messages. Yes, he, he's the right, C, okay. he's the CEO of Benzai Group. He's the guy that basically runs a lot of it for Sheikh Khaled. Um, but make no doubt about it, it's Sheikh Khaled's company, and it's Sheikh Khaled is the chairman, and it's his decision on everything. Yeah. Um, but Midhat it, it is is the guy that sets the deals up and does a lot of the you know the high end stuff of all, all of that. Um, and and I think we both genuinely wish that I'd had more contact with them when they were actually preparing the bid and going through that bid stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tried very hard through through somebody I know who was connected to it, um, and I wished I'd reached out harder or been a bit more bullish with them. Yeah, a bit more forward. Yeah, yeah, um, because cause some of the things that were done were naive at best, um, and I think they admit that. Um, the mid hat, the WhatsApps thing. He he, he just because he cares. He's one of yeah. genuinely when you spend any time in his company, he's one of the nicest guys you can meet. He's I, a think, little... I think the problem looking from a fan fan point of view back back in, in on Tyneside, yeah, was you, you're getting rumours from from a WhatsApp message, and and you think yeah. why why would this high high intel information and and <laughs> mega mega millions of pounds which we're talking about why would this be getting transferred across whatsapp to, to some random newcastle united yeah. fan and i think a, a lot of people were, were quite um shocked isn't the word but a, a, a bit skeptical on this one a bit unsure of yeah. the situation no, no, I, yeah. I totally get that um i think the massive culture difference and I think your mates who are over here would probably tell you this, that there's some of the things that get done over here, you go, why are you doing that? What is this? This isn't how you would normally do it. And over here, it's it's the way. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 it's... I, I know one of the things that got thrown around was, oh, the, the website's rubbish. I, <laughs> I, 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 I can show you loads of multi-million pound businesses over here whose website is basically a holding page with a phone number mm. on it. Um, for all Dubai wants to portray itself as a connected city, this times it just isn't. It just, so do you think that the, the difference between obviously the the opinion on Tyne side and the likes of yourself over there, who was close at the pitch and the close of the, the demons, yes. is pure cultural? That's all well, that it was. Absolutely, down and trying to get that across to everybody back home is very very difficult. Mm-hmm. Even even down, do you remember which Sheikh Khaled is it? There was a confusion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because yeah, right. There was a confusion over which Sheikh Khaled it was, and um, I, I actually tapped another one of my patients up who does background checks on people, and I got him to do something for the Chronicle to explain exactly which Sheikh Khaled it was and why and mm-hmm. who and what the connections were. Um, that was one of my patients did that work for the Chron, um, because it was it just needed explaining. You, yeah. you know, you're talking about the wrong Sheikh Khaled. 
Because the first one was the first known what Man City's owner's brother. Was that not the first one that apparently that the, the yes. rumours were going around about? Yes. Much closer to the to, to the Man City family. Yeah. Which obviously couldn't happen. That wouldn't be allowed. It would be a direct conflict of interest. But because um, Sheikh Khalid is a, a distant cousin, their grandfathers were brothers. Yeah. And his company is wholly Dubai-based, and the money is wholly based in Dubai, and all the operations are based in Dubai. It's a Dubai-based company and totally separate to the Abu Dhabi royal family. So in the same way that, for example, Sheffield United's owner is Saudi, but that wouldn't disbar PIF coming in for somebody else, if indeed they are in for us at the moment. Yeah. Um, it, it would be that kind of similar relationship. Um, but that even that took a lot of explaining. And even now, I'm still seeing people saying which year Khaled was it, because here we are two years on, and people are still sometimes none the wiser, you know? It, it's um, crazy when you think about it. It, it, it was, well, almost two years ago, really. It's, it's, thinking about it, it, it's absolutely crazy, because I, I remember uh, myself and you we, we had conversations through the likes I, of, of Direct Messenger on, on um, Twitter there, then obviously yeah. the recent, recent weeks it's transferred across to WhatsApp. But I think th- there was a lot of things. What, what I do want to give credit for, and, and I have heard you mention this in the past, is, is how clever Newcastle United fans can be <laughs> when it comes to, to rumours. Because we are the first ones to, to find out if things are happening. And these things might not come true, but we're trying hardest to find out, I'll tell you that. This is something I learned. When, in the early days of founding the Trust, we did these roadshows. We went across to pubs and clubs across the region. We went all the way up to the Scottish borders all the way down to um, the North Yorkshire border mm-hmm. and everywhere in between where there was a black, where black and white community would try to yeah. reach out. Um, and in the depth of knowledge and, and the absolute ingenuity within our fan base is ridiculous. It's not, yeah. just, it's not just good. The plane spotters, dear God. <laughs> How they tracked some of these Blinking planes with just oh man, like so, some of the messages. And I think that uh, it was myself and you that were involved in some of these messages. <laughs> we're getting photos from from airport security of, of planes landing. And then, well, Mike Ashley's planes here. It's just transferred across to blah blah blah. And BZG Group own plane has just gone at the same place. Like, how how is how yeah. are people doing this? <laughs> yeah, and 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 it's it, and it's taken that that depth of knowledge and the cleverness and the ingenuity and applying it in a tech way and and god there's some really good lads out there and 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 and, and it's the same reason that people feed stuff like i was getting um screenshots of all sorts of different parts of documents mm. from from people who were obviously getting them on the fly from somewhere <laughs> okay, <laughs> and, well, yeah. And, yeah like like the heads of terms i remember being shared they wouldn't give us all of the heads of the terms because because they knew I couldn't keep my mouth shut at that point. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's understandable, isn't so it? They give so, us, so they what, give what us, I want to do, yeah, I, I want to quickly jump into into the likes of the, the, aye, the, the questions. Sort of scenario, aye, 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 aye. boardroom scenario. What what what, what was the crack with that? Um, obviously, we'll, we'll touch on the likes of the WhatsApp messages. People were dubious to that, but you were that person sat in that boardroom. Yeah. So, what what was that? What was it like? Like, what was going on in that room while you were there? Very little, to be honest, because it was all the aftermath of, of okay, this hasn't gone through, and where right, did we okay. go? You know, um, and so I'm, it was basically me and Midhat and an absolute 
pile of papers and printed out emails. He had stuff on his phone he was sharing with us, um, looking through documentation, looking through plans, looking through what they had pl- some of the things they had planned to do afterwards once the sale had gone through. Um, you name it, there was all sorts there. And it was, it, I was gobsmacked. Anybody who says that they weren't serious, um, if they'd seen the amount of documentation that was on that table, um, and and if you'd seen the lawyers' bills, <laughs> yeah, um, you, you, they were serious. There's there's no doubt about that. They did it in a very odd way. Let's see. Right. Okay. So but is I, that is that from both sides or, or from like the BZG? I think I think I think both sides to an extent, but I think certainly. Once they made the first grandiose statements, BZG had put themselves yeah. in a path that was difficult to get back from. Um, and we know that as Newcastle fans, that, that Mike Ashley does not like things getting leaked to the press um, yeah. anyway whatsoever. I think before the likes of Binzai group, that we saw the whole Amanda Stavely thing, and it was all set up with the Curry House thing, if you remember that, where I remember very well. had met in a Curry House, but that never actually happened. She just was there at the same time, and were, she was outside out of a tab. The press was there. She had invited the press. God knows what happened there. So I think the whole thing which went to the press from from um, the BZJ group there it is quite a quite a scary thing for Mike Ashley. Um, yeah. Maybe he, he was going about using his usual expression as tire kickers sort of thing. But but what you're saying that that wasn't the case. No, I, I don't, and I, and I and I know the moment that it fell apart, and and it explains the comment that he made in that that um, interview we did with Martin Samuel. Where he said about Arabs quibbling over ten million here or there, I know what he tried to do with that from the BJSG side or what they've told me, um, and I know if that is what he tried, I know why Sheikh Khaled is still pissed off to this day. All right, okay. <laughs> and I and I and, 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 and I said when I, I spoke to the Cron last week, um, and 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 the the question shouldn't be would Mike Ashley deal with Benzai Group again? It's just can you persuade Sheikh Khaled to deal with Mike Ashley again? Mm. And I think that that's significant. And 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 if you look at his business relationships with a lot of people in the Arab world, go back to when he came over here with Ambias and uh, Jimenez, and they were supposedly going to talk to the guys that ultimately bought Man City, Man City. Yeah. and he sacked them off to go and get pissed and Rusty, uh, allegedly. Um, that's the kind of behaviour he does. The Arabs quibbling over 10 million quote, how can I do this without saying exactly what I believe happened? If you were buying a house and you got to the point where you were getting close to exchanging contracts and somebody said to you, I want 15% up front off you and it's non-refundable if it falls through, would you do it? Right, okay. So right, he, he and, was busy, and and, yeah. and so that kind of manoeuvre is not the not unusual in certain ways that people do business. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, fill my pockets either way. <laughs> aye, and 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 the way they do business over here, once they agree the heads of terms for in a, in an Arabic deal, that's it. It's done. You don't I, I think that was a lot of that, the whole start of the rumours, wasn't it? The lot of start of the rumours was basically the the Arab side came out said that this deal is going ahead because they were so confident. Once again, yes. we're going back to the cultural thing. Yes. If those, those have been sorted, heads have been, have been agreed, stuff like that, it, it's happening. That's it's, not the case for Mike Ashley, and we abs- know that. Don't we? Absolute cultural difference. And, and so 
Um, and it's not the first time I've heard that. The guys who tried to buy in 2012, when that fell, fell through, that got to a similar stage um, where he, he always wants to show me the money move. Mm. And, and I think anybody dealing with them has to be ready for that. And if they're not ready for that, either culturally or personally, they'll just tell them the bugger off and that's it. Done. And I, th- I think we've heard it uh, more recently that anyone that is interested in buying the club, they do have to pay a deposit up front to go in and like to do due diligence. Chris, Chris like is that, always, he's always done stuff like that. Before he would speak mm-hmm. to us in the trust, his first move with us was buy a box. Crazy that, isn't it? Um, and the, the the guys that spoke to him in 2012 were told buy a box for five years. <laughs> um, who else was told there was another party interested in it? And again, it was like, there's always a sort of like, I want to see the colour of your money and I want to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Now, flip that. Let's be fair here. If Ashley had doubts about Binzaya Group and their, their worth or their ability or their seriousness, when you're talking about the deal, the kind of size that it is, um, I've had it said to me by people who do these deals that that wouldn't necessarily be an unusual thing to ask for in a deal like this at that stage. Mm-hmm. However, that's not what you do culturally over here, and that's that's a clash of cultures that either somebody has to swallow or they've got to find a workaround. Yeah, let's let's get the point here. Benzai Group had nothing to lose from this, really, did they? They had no. Um, they because... gonna, what, what I mean is, they weren't going to gain anything by saying they were interested in you. No, look, by gra- by grandstanding and banging the drum, has it actually done anything for their brand per se? Because nobody had ever really heard of them before, um, and. And since, yes, okay, people are aware of them, I can show you the kind of things they're involved in worldwide, and there's all sorts. Um, but, no, it's not something that that's... Bearing in mind they were involved in a failed attempt to buy Liverpool previously. For a hell of a lot more money. For one point odd billion, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and so, um, that doesn't look good for them. And, and 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 it doesn't look good in Dubai. I'm, I'm because because what people don't realise, like for example, if a Dubai if a Dubai company was to buy a Premier League club, that Premier League club becomes a Dubai brand in many more ways than people imagine. Yeah. In terms of sponsorship agreements, um, if if a Dubai company bought another Premiership club, do you think Emirates would stay with Arsenal, for example? <laughs> Yeah, that, that is true when you think about it. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I tell you how Dubai works, <laughs> um, and I couldn't see I couldn't see them sustaining that. I, that there would have to be a decision made on yeah, what they do. All all in one one club, yes. basically, sort of thing. Yes, that because that's when even if it was a minor royal bought them, bought a club, it, the major royals would be wanting a piece of that action. There's no doubt about that. And the way to do that is turn it into a Dubai brand because they love the Dubai brands over here. Again, talk to your pals over here. There's certain brands over here that go an absolute bomb because they're, they're seen as Dubai brands and they're not necessarily brilliant things. I mean, take, for example, one thing that I know that, that was discussed was um, everybody's going on about strips and wanting to be back with Adidas or no want to go with Nike. Yeah. One of the things they looked at was setting up their own a Dubai sportswear brand that would do Newcastle United strips. Okay. Uh, but then they would build a whole brand on the back of that, and the yeah. and the club would benefit from everything, whether it was trainers at 
it, it would be almost like the exact opposite of Mike Ashley. <laughs> so rather than, yeah, so rather than Sports Direct gaining from from Newcastle United, it would basically be Newcastle United uh, gaining from the likes of this Dubai brand. Yes, exactly. And it would be in every home that watches Premiership football around the world every weekend. Hmm. So I think, um, but without going into a bit too much detail on this one, um, I've done work for for a few of the the Chinese betting companies on social media. Mm. A lot of the lesser known ones, let's say. But one of their main things with the Premier League is they they're not necessarily bothered about um, Premier League football being shown on British television. Mm. They're more bothered about their brand being shown through the Premier League on the likes of the the abroad um, yeah. networks so the likes of um, the us channels canadian channels obviously yes. being and things like that that's what their main concern is same same with the chinese their, their markets are based solely on the chinese market that's why all you see all your betting market uh, betting campaigns in chinese around yeah. the likes of st james's park and other other uh, football grounds as well so is that basically what what this, from this, a this... Dubai point of view it is all internal Anything associated with Dubai, that then those living in Dubai want to snap hands off. Basically. Even even spread it further afield. And it means the head of digital marketing for a, a pharmaceutical company over here, and they're they're a local pharmaceutical co- company owned by um, sort of UAE royals, mm. and they were being brought in to do pitch side advertising. And you know, do you want to do this and do you want to do that? Yeah. And it was like. Um, the, the opportunities that they look at, and they're all pan-Asian. I think one of the figures that we discussed was they estimated the global fan base when they cast United something like 4.1 million, and they, they wanted to grow that to over six within two years, and that apparently is very, very feasible yeah. just through doing the marketing right in Asia. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I 100% agree with that. You know, and, and, and that's certainly the kind of thing that, that we're looking at doing. So um, you mentioned obviously the, the likes of the strips and, and internal yeah. strips uh, manufacturers being being created on the back of that, um, getting getting rid of moving on from from Puma. I put it was it was it anything else w- which made you think what once you were seeing those documents like Jesus that this could be massive for Newcastle United and bringing fans back closer to the club really? Yeah, the, the one to, to, and, and this is where um, we've expanded on. We actually expanded on that for them. Um, earlier this year um, Steve Hasty came over because his, his daughter works for Emirates mm. and when Steve was over I took him up to see Midhat and we had, a, we, had a, we had a little chat with Midhat in the boardroom and went over a few things about um, embedding the club in the community and they already had a lot of these ideas in place that they wanted to forge links locally with the council with mm. with fans groups with fans sort of rebuild that they, they, they got that connection between club city community yeah you know they, they got that uniqueness that Newcastle United has being the cathedral on the hill in the center of the city and do you the, think that they were running the, off the back of the likes of the whole Liverpool deal as well um, I think Liverpool well, and Newcastle have got a lot of things in common yes. when it comes to likes of fan base and the connection to the club I think that's why Midhat clicked on so well because he's, he's actually a big Liverpool fan all right okay He's a big Liverpool fan, and 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 I think that's why he clicks with the fans and why he wanted to do things for the fans and to be seen to be in, to be sympathetic and empathetic with the fans, because he 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 sees that from the Liverpool side of things. I, I'm quite sure of that. Um, but yeah, they had they had all sorts of plans for the city developments within the city. They had some interesting ideas about what to get around expanding the ground and how they could 
maximize people's match day experience and maximize the amount of people coming in on a match day even creating fan parks in and around the city where the, the game would be televised within the fan park so even if you oh, couldn't right. get a ticket for the ground you could go to a fan park and get that match day atmosphere mm. um that a Ch- i think was a chinese construction partner that was planning a load of things and they had connections to the city already and and so the 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 hard thought a lot of things through very very carefully um in terms of wanting to do stuff in newcastle as well as and and bring an investment in uh, you know a smart owner is always going to look at ways whereby it's win-win where if they bring investment into the city everybody benefits yeah um and and this again is where newcastle sits quite uniquely in that we're one of the few um cities outside of the big air hubs that has a direct daily flight to dubai yeah yeah <laughs> Um, don't underestimate that. You know, is 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 a is a seller for any any buyer from this part of the world or further east. Um, that direct connection daily mean means a lot. Yeah, no, that that is understandable when you when you put it that way. You know, something, and, and, which, something which I've not even thought of before, really. It it it's 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 like it, it's like an onion. Once you start digging through the layers, you're like, oh oh oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, it, it, there's, there's, yeah, there's more and more in there, um, and they certainly had had a lot of good good ideas, and I think you would want more, um, because you certainly the, the 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 concept of them bidding for Newcastle United has never gone away. Hmm. Uh, it it feels very much like it's something. I think if it was Midhat's decision, would would have already had them back in, but it isn't. Right, okay. yeah. It isn't ultimately his decision. Yeah. And, and, so, and, in your opinion on this one, where where's it all gone wrong? Has it been errors on both sides, or, or can the blame be solely put with, with anything here? Is it where things have been dealt with? Is it a cultural, like we said, cultural definitely was a, difference? Definitely was a cultural clash, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, no doubt about that. Um, and I, and I think that. That falling down of the cult of of somebody feeling insulted by something that's been done in negotiation, um, mm. I think was definitely a significant factor in there. I do think that they went into all of this quite naively, and I think they would admit that as well. I think the statements and the way they communicated wasn't particularly good. Um, even even worse, that I know somebody who was doing that communicating, and I was unable to sorted out you know and i think in hindsight they would have done a lot of things very differently there's no doubt about that there's absolutely no doubt about that um and i, th- I think the feeling was has the ship sailed and, and it genuinely doesn't seem like it has <laughs> it's, so, so it, do you think obviously on the back of saying that do you think if things were to be taken right to, to day one again both parties w- would learn from the mistakes do you believe yes and, and 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 another thing that I, that comes up a lot is, is queries about the the did they have the money? Um, I've I've seen a a legalized document from Deutsche Bank showing that showing that, that. for the Millers, movie nights were once tradition. Now Sarah could hardly get through the opening credits, not on that old couch. But one day while shopping on QVC.com, she learned Lazy Boy recliners had slimmed down a bit. And in just a few clicks, Sarah got her Lazy Boy chair and a popcorn maker and a soundbar by Bose. And with one quick trip to QVC.com, Movie Night and Sarah's back were saved. 
Shop qvc.com slash podcast and use code qvc20podcast for $20 off $40 for new customers. This is shopping brought to life. Well, from the line of credit, they had enough money. They had enough money. Now, that document might not have been enough to satisfy the Premier League, mind. Mm-hmm. And this is where some of these things about all oh, the paperwork was a shambles. Um, somebody from inside the Premier League told me that. Well, if it's anything like the website. Yeah. <laughs> If it's anything like businesses in the Middle East, Chris, if it's anything like some of the businesses here in the Middle East, you know, some of them rock up and it's basically like, yellow it's my granddad's oil money. All right, there you go, then that's fine. You know, the, the, this, this concept, it, it, it's very, very different. In some respects, irritatingly process-laden with legalized documents that are going to be stamped and authenticated and mm-hmm. they'll not take... They'll not take electronic documents a lot of the time. Yeah, you've got to actually rock up with something, a bit of paper with a stamp oh, on the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, but the, um, at the same time, it it doesn't go to the same depth of clearance that you would probably assume would be the norm in Western business, shall we say? Mm. It, it, there is so much in terms of cultural differences. Yeah. So, so I think obviously looking back on that now, the the, the main fault that we can put down to this is probably cultural. Really, um, yeah. the, there's nothing else which can really be, be focused on. Obviously, we, we know Mike Ashley's character and how Mike Ashley can can shift goalposts whenever he feels like doing so, and that yeah. obviously rubs people up the wrong way a hell of a lot. Um, probably throughout his his lifetime, not just Newcastle United fans, but everyone that he yeah. probably does business with. There's plenty of stories that we've all heard mm-hmm. as fans of this club. So, well, even don't little things. One of my patients used to be on the board of Sports Direct, mm-hmm. and I took him out for a beer because I thought I've got to pick your brains about. Yeah. What do you like to work with? And I, and I tell you when it was, it was around the time. Remember when he came up to meet Benitez and the players at the restaurant in Pontilan and he was pictured flicking the V's out the, out the taxi? Uh, out the, rubbing, the, wind, the car window, yeah. Ah, he was rubbing the fingers up against the side of his face. Yeah. Um, and I said to this guy, I said, does that kind of behaviour? He says, he started laughing. He says, he's done it to me. <laughs> he says, what do you mean he's done it to you? He says, well, I was at, at, at the head office and he says, I, I used to live about 40 miles from him in Hertfordshire, um, and we'd heard there'd been a massive smash on the M1, and it was traffic was backed up for two hours. And I said to him, I said, "Can I, can I pinch you a lift back to yours in the helicopter, and then I'll, I'll come back up on the train and get me car next week?" And he says, "Yeah, come on, come to the helipad, fella." And he gets out the helipad to see the helicopter just taking off as he comes out with his bags, with actually doing that at the window. Then. Wow! <laughs> and he, says, he says, "I've actually seen that." And he says, uh, he, he, he says, I know, I know, I know. He'll deny he's done it, but he says, I've seen that with my own eyes. And I was like, okay, this all kind of makes sense. That said, he he had a lot of positive things to say about him in terms of the way he does business and some of the things he does with businesses in that field. But the the the, the one point he kept making was, makes not for football, mate. Yeah, I, I think. As as fans, we've seen that from day one when you yes. think about it, really. Well, the, the, the word that got, got to our ears early on was that he had a buyer lined up to flip it too quickly, and that, that transaction fell through, mm. and, he was, and he was left holding the baby. And it was all to do with the, the lack of due diligence, and he missed the mortgage on the Milburn stand that was repayable immediately on sale of the club. So, so do you think, obviously, we all know that, that Mike Ashley 
bought Newcastle United without doing much research on it. Let, let's be honest with you. He obviously just paid the money up front. His club, then obviously once he took control of the books, he's thought, shite, what, yeah. what have I done here? He, he got left holding the baby a little bit. Um, and so the, 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 the guy that he was going to flip to didn't want to pay this mortgage in full. Mm-hmm. And so there was his profit in the sale gone. And so he was left left with a club. And then he obviously did all that stuff early on where he got in, in the crowd with the fans and he was down in paints and, you know, he wanted to be one of the lads and it was great. Um, but there's only so long that that could last. Oh, so as soon as results don't go your way, that that's when that quickly ends. But we've seen it yeah. by the neighbours down the road as well. Absolutely. We? So, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's that, that documentary has got a proper car crash TV. Mm-hmm. And and I look at it with a little bit of Schadenfreude, but I also look at it through through my fingers, thinking there, but for the grace of God and all that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That could have been us. Could have easily been us. <laughs> um, and for like I say, for all watching somebody say, um, how much did we spend on that cryotherapy chamber? And what do you mean none of the players use it? The chief executive used to use it for his bad back. You know, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But that that easily could have been us. And so yeah. Um, that that's the whole thing from Ashley when it started was it didn't start the way he intended and it, and it certainly isn't ending the way he intended. Mm. But he's such a stubborn bloke when it comes to business. So what what I want to do now I want to jump forward a little bit. Obviously mm. we all know that 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 deal basically um, came in a car crash at the end. Let's think it, it all like came to a sudden halt, didn't it? Yes. Um. Obviously the rumor started dying down. Um. The thing on this one is that the club never actually came out and denied anything was happening. So I think, um, looking back on it, obviously what you're saying, um, it is correct. Both deals were, were, sorry, both companies were interested in the the buying and selling of the club. Um, obviously, like we've mentioned before, Mike actually can change the way um, the, the deal is set up initially. Yeah. Um, cultural point of view is Binzai Group uh, thought the deal was done um, when they first released that, that press release, which was very early on in the rumours, wasn't it? Yes. Um, obviously, uh, cultural, once again, that's not how, how Mike, Mike Ashley deals with things. He didn't want the press to know. Um, and like we said, it, it came to a sudden halt. Do you see any sort of mirror images and similar sort of things happening right now yeah. So, so obviously we're linked with with the likes of the Saudis now. Yeah. Is it panning out in a similar sort of scenario? Would you say? I, I, I tell you, I can. I, I think was it was it the day of the Southampton game that the, the rumours broke. It was. Yeah. It was. I think so. It was, and because I was at Le Petit Belge, which is a, um, a Belgian beer um, mm-hmm. place here in Dubai, where I've managed to get most of the Geordies to congregate now. Mm-hmm. Um, a good lad called John, who's a Everton fan who used to work for Liverpool and has a million, million and one Rafa tales, um, runs the place and he says, look, try and get the Geordies in here. So I was there with a few of the lads and just as the news was starting to break and, and I got a phone call off Chris McCarty on Dubai I Radio, do you want to come on and have a quick chat about this? And, and my immediate response was, oh no, it's it's out in the open already. Um and in, in, in a very unusual source to leak it to as well. You know, not the one of the British papers per se, but off to the Wall Street Journal. And that's a weird thing as well. Like, why there? Yeah. And, and, and it, it, the, the history tells me the minute it's in the papers, it's done. Mm. The cynic in me says, you know, the minute it's out in the open, that's a problem. 
Because yeah. I couldn't see who that benefited. It certainly doesn't benefit Mike Ashley. I don't see how it benefits the potential buyer because we know what he's like once things get public. And particularly if Amanda Stabley's involved with it, she should know from the last time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It is my take on it. So what's, so what's the deal there? But it was quite an unusual source. And then it went really left field when this um, DiBello character was introduced into the game. The friend of the Kardashians. The Kardashian friend, yeah. yeah because, I mean, but, I mean, I gather she is, um, she does have the ear of Mohammed bin Salman. Um, I'll leave everybody to speculate why. Uh, <laughs> but she certainly seems to be a mover and a shaker and a deal maker within the Saudi. Um, th- there is that strange sort of celebrity culture over here, which yeah. is very much... Pro- like, for example, the day I walked into work and there's um, Lindsay Lohan standing in reception and you're like, oh, yeah, it's just, just another day, really, you know? <laughs> um, that's not unusual. Um, so yeah, it got, it got a bit bizarre. Um, but again, I've got I've got my own personal f- opinion as to why that she was brought in, why she was involved. Um, and then it went kind of quiet, and then it's gone loud again. Um, so, we're, so we're following the same pattern where we're seeing the likes of things through Company's House and and yeah, um, <laughs> I, that, I think I fell for the Company's House things last time. I think I have for the last two times. To be honest with you, so when I saw thing, this one, I thought mm. it's it's an easy thing to trace. Um, and again, in, in, in genius of Newcastle fans sitting with various companies bookmarked to see any updates on that filing, um, it is part of the process of actually getting to the table with Mike Ashley. Justin, Justin Barnes has set out a series of things that you've got to do to actually engage in communication with them about the sale. Right, so, so it's like um, a, a like a five five step thing before we I even get to the table. Have the have the the share transfer vehicle ready to go. Mm. Because so basically, it, have, have the vehicle with the cars in the engine running. Yeah, yeah. It, it it gets the it it costs buttons to do. You and I can set one up. It's not something that costs. Only 20, 20 odd quid or something. It's not much. But, it, it, but it's what they're doing is my understanding of how Mike Ashley likes to do business is you do business on his terms in his way and you follow the rules how he lays it out. And if you deviate from that, you get hacked. At you, at you. Mm. And, 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 and this is just one of those things. So I, my understanding is it's part of the, the process of actually getting to the table. So anybody who set one of those share transfer companies up, those vehicles up, is, is doing it because they're actually in the process of sitting down talking to someone. Yeah, okay. So, so the, it does mean something's happening. But it, I don't think they're as significant as everybody thinks that they are. Yeah, it doesn't mean as far as, as what fans wish it to be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, you, you see those the formations of those companies with the names on and who's this and who's that, um, and 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 so that's all in place. Um, there's just for me, there's still too many things that I don't have a handle on. Okay, I, I don't have the ability to go and knock on the door of somebody and piff the way I do. These days, Benzai Group, yes, I could just WhatsApp with that, I guess, but then half of Newcastle does. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, 
God bless him in that air, man. Honestly, such a lovely guy. Anyhow, um, but I, I do have ways of getting information. There is somebody who is is in the, in Saudi who is a jury who works very closely with PIF on a number of things. Um, and there's also Pinsire Group to have connections to PIF as well. So there's ways to find certain bits of information. I'm certainly aware of that there's been a deal worked on. But the the initial question that was posed to me that nobody was able to answer was this 80-20 split. Mm-hmm. That seems to be standard for the way Saudi oil and gas, for example. Yeah, so so we've seen them um, buy buy a lot of things in the yeah. last couple of weeks, um, and and those deals have have normally been the eighty twenty split as well, haven't they? Yeah, the and 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 that's how they like to spread their risk. So so again, that eighty twenty split fits the pattern. Um, but are they just providing finance to purchase the club, and that's it? Right. Okay. Okay. So is that just the vehicle to to allow? Amanda Stavely and the Rubin brothers to buy Nicassi United, but it will not then throw the coffers of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia open to the club. Yeah. And therefore, it's a leveraged purchase that would have to be paid back. Mm-hmm. Or is it PAF are buying 80% of the club and therefore we will be a Saudi brand? In the yeah. same way that we would have been a Dubai brand, I'd be ZG bought it. And make no mistake about it, that's what Newcastle United will become. They're trying to push tourism in Saudi Arabia. They're opening a resort on the Red Sea. Mm. They're wanting to show the world that they're softening, that they're becoming a bit more like Dubai. So, yeah, similar to what the likes of Dubai have done. Exactly. And and I can guarantee you, if there's a purchase goes through that is Saudi-backed, that is Saudi-controlled, um, our sponsorship will be all about visit Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll be all over the kits. It'll be all over the, the stadium. Yeah. Um, It'll be all connected with Saudi airlines. It'll be all connected with tourism to perhaps the wider region as well. Um, But most certainly we will be a Saudi vehicle. Um, Whether that sits well with a lot of people, who knows? But is it better? It's a debatable subject. Is is it better than being a a vehicle for a tacky sports shop? Exactly. (laughs) And that kind of thing. I know what people would pick. (laughs) (laughs) So that that's not really been fully explained to me. There's still this question about Mohammed bin Salman. Has he give it, give the whole thing his blessing? Mm. One of the words coming out of Saudi is that they've got all of these deals going through at the minute, and this is something that's been said quite openly in the region, um, and that some of the deals are being progressed and some of the deals they've been working on are just being mothballed. Right, okay, yeah. Some will happen and some will not, and is this one that will or won't? Who knows? So, so um, this is this is when, when you think about as a, as a global sort of thing, as in global yeah. headlines. This is probably one which which is going to fill a lot of, and a lot of column lines, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, global, globally, if this was to happen, um, it's a huge thing. It, it's as big as Qatar getting involved with PSG, and mm. and it's as big as Abu Dhabi buying Man City. Yeah. In fact, it, it's, in, it's yeah. in some respects bigger. Because what will then happen is, and and I know how it works. Yeah, it, it's it's my Ferrari's faster than your Ferrari. Yeah, it's my tower. Who can piss the further sort of thing? Absolutely, it becomes it becomes a you know it becomes a testosterone fueled competition because that's what that very much is what they go here. 
and and so in some respects that's kind of like what I, what I liked the concept of Benzai Group buying Newcastle would have been putting Dubai against Abu Dhabi and that's a particularly nice rivalry yeah. and that would have, would have wound a lot of people up but certainly if Saudi get involved and this is the this is this is one of the other queries is is it's been said for the last two years that Mohammed bin Salman wanted Man United. That was all he wanted. Mm. If he if he was to buy a club, it was to be the, the biggest club in his eyes. The, without wanting to upset our fan base here, that's a step down. In terms of a purchase. No hundred percent, yeah. I think every fan would probably agree with you on that one. You but know, when you look at the likes of the clubs and the name of a club worldwide, <laughs> Manchester United's probably probably the top of that list. And one of the things that I think I, I've got no insight on at all, but lots of questions on, is has he actually given his blessing to this? Because this purchase, even if it's just a leverage purchase, absolutely stops him from buying buying Man United. He can't have 80% of Newcastle United and 100% of Man United. Yeah. Um, because it, it, it and, and therefore and even if he was to give it his blessing it's still a strategic investment by PIF. It is not a personal it's not like Mohammed bin Salman going off and buying a yacht. Or yeah. A, it's not or, something that he's, he's going to put in his garage is it? <laughs> exactly. Or a Da Vinci painting or whatever. Yeah. It, it, it's not a vanity purchase. It's a strategic purchase. So they'll want, yes, they'll want to invest appropriately, but it will not be like, will not be off buying Neymar and Messi and, and, and. It, it just won't happen. There'll be significant investment, but it wouldn't be astronomic. So more of a likes of a, a Wolverhampton or a, or a Leicester approach, I think. Very possibly. So, and you know, to be yeah. honest with you, if you did it like both Wolves and Leicester, I mean Leicester in particular, dear me, I mean, I don't know if you've been out to Thailand. Um, I've been out there. It's, it's become my new favourite place to go on holiday. Mm. And and when we go out there as a family, you cannot move for Leicester. Yeah. In the airport, it's, it's Thailand's club. <laughs> they, they love it. And 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 that that care that that family has put into the club and into the community mm-hmm. volumes and wolves as well they're quite smart you know when we had to play them in the preseason in China they already had club shops in China oh they they embarrassed were in that tournament in massive. regards to how, how they went about marketing it and, and things absolutely. like that absolutely embarrassed were massively and and so you know but I think an investment and and care. On that level, would be more investment in care than Mike Ashley's shown in his 13 years, mm. and I think we'd all appreciate that because we're at this point now where <clears throat> everything's become entrenched. The club can't do anything right. The club actually do quite a lot of good things. <coughs> Excuse me. If you go and talk to <coughs> Stephen Bill at the food bank and how much the club and the foundation interact with them under the radar, yeah, you know. Stuff goes unseen. You know that yourself, I'm sure. Um, It's a very different argument to have with our fan base because everything's so entrenched. It depends depends who you have a link with at the club, to be honest with you. I I know that there's a lot of people in the club that I can contact where I I probably wouldn't hear anything back, but then I know on the other hand there's plenty of people there in in quite high roles that will reply within a couple of hours to, to a request. Yeah, it, it got so entrenched mainly when Derek was there. I had quite a few meetings with Derek Lambias. Um, Derek Lambias was just a big pantomime villain. Mm. 
when we went about things absolutely entrenched the fan base and it just yeah. became put your tin hat on and and chuck your grenades and it just went both ways and 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 then the other side of things is the way we are as a fan base is what we have we struggle to unite on anything yeah um, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of healing needed and 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 getting the right <laughs> It's not even a case of any owner that isn't like actually, from my point of view, I want the right owner who will allow these things to happen. Yeah. Um, and so, th- this is why I'm sort of uber cautious about well, how is this proceeding? Because, like you said right at the start of this bit, a lot of these things are deja vu. Mm. Like, oh, hang on, where we're going now? So we've got to the point where there's more noise being made, <clears throat> saying well, papers work's being sent. But when you do a bit of digging with the guys who know what the paperwork has been sent, they're no further forward than Binzai Group were. They're at the same kind of stage as that. If they are at that stage, this is where, this is short time for me, actually. Yeah, well, well, maybe there's lots of likes of a a glass half full sort of scenario. Maybe Mike Mike Ashley has learned from his mistakes from the previous dealing with um, Binzai. Then obviously going into the, the talks of this um, purchase of the club, that then maybe like I said, he's learned his lessons. So it's, maybe it's possible. Maybe. It's possible. I mean, I know people are saying he's under pressure at the moment because of the retail situation, mm. but I, I would disagree entirely on that. He's got enough cash to to not be under pressure like that. The last time Sports Direct shares tanked, all he did was buy them up. And then when the price share price went up, he sold them off again and made more money. Yeah. And I believe shafted his father-in-law in the process. Um, Wouldn't put it past him. And so that doesn't fly. I tell you the one thing that might say to him, right, it's time to sell Newcastle United. He may be looking at that high street now saying, ooh, that's for sale at a good price and that's for mm. sale at a good price. And th- that might be the reason why he might say, right, let's release the cash liquid from so there. So I Basically can... reinvest his money in other opportunities. Which sit better with his core business. Mm. And and that's the kind of move I would expect him to make, to be honest. And it's nothing to do with pressure. Nobody's, nobody's ever had any leverage on him. It's not been like mm. Letton Hicks where the bank was about to pull the plug at Liverpool. It's not been like Ellis Short money draining out of uh, Sunderland. It's not been like Randy Lerner at Villa, where again a bank was ready to pull the plug. Yeah. Um. So these these things were getting sold off. There's, there's nobody been had that kind of leverage on him. The only reason he would be looking to sell, I think, would be he's looking at things like Debenhams thinking that's that's going for a song. Mm. <laughs> um, looking looking at obviously to to progress his portfolio in absolutely. in the high street. Absolutely. Um, has he learned his lesson on doing business? No, he'll always do business his way. His way, yeah. Um, like I've said, I've said numerous times, his way, his terms, jump through my hoops, fluff me, make me feel like a princess. <laughs> Spooners. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, 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 that's what he wants. And, and you need the right person to do that, who can sit and know who his influencers are, know, who, know who's going to put pressure on him to do certain things from within his retail business mm. and work, work with him on that. And I don't think anybody's ever tried to do that. All I've ever seen people do is either get upset with the way that he goes about it or try and bounce him into things. 
So, so one of the differences which we do have now between obviously um, Binzai Group and, and um, the Saudis now is, is the fact that we can't really track planes. Yes. So th- there's not many planes in the sky at the minute. They're so, trying very uh, hard, though. <laughs> I've seen this evening on Twitter. They're trying very hard. They're trying the hardest, but, but there's looking, going out in, into my garden today and looking up in the sky, you, you don't see many going past, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I've been here when you're used to, like, everything that comes in and out of Dubai International, and it's it's eerie. That's you crazy, isn't it? like, oh. So I, th- I think a lot of people are, are like looking at the likes of Company's House, which we've touched on there, and, mm. and a lot of um, things on like the social media, mainly Twitter once again, and, and we know we can be one worst enemies on Twitter. We can see a, a tweet in Arabic, even better if it's by someone by a blue tick, and for some reason we take their word that something's happening, um, despite the likes of journalists um, yeah, not I, really coming out and saying much. I had a little, little Twitter meltdown a couple of nights ago. Uh, it, it, just when I saw that that French journalist from Eurosport who tweeted mm. a report out saying Benzaya Group were back in, yeah, and then within twenty minutes it was changed, and and he obviously had his shakes mixed up and what have you, whether he'd listened to my, <laughs> my podcast on with a cron or whatever, and put two and two together and made seven, I I just don't know, but people were all over that, yeah. Because it was a French journalist from Eurosport. If I'd been Lee Ryder, they'd have absolutely hammered Lee. Oh, they would have, mate, yeah. And, and you know, the, our local journalist, someone like Mark Douglas, who's got the most amazing journalistic integrity. Mm. Uh, and and I, I don't mind saying, I've shared things with Mark that I probably shouldn't have. Yeah. And not a bit of it's come, come from and And... So you, you kind of tell me that, and, and sometimes he's told me things that I was about to tell him. Mm. So, so obviously there's, there's, there's obviously the same conversations happening through, through third you, parties. Exactly. You can't tell me they don't have their sources and they're not good at what they do. Mm. Um, but because they're not French and they don't work for Eurosport, it's easy just to hit them. It's it's not just journalists, me. I'm, I'm sure I, you just like yourself. I, the, the amount of DMs I received by by people saying, "I've heard this, I've heard that, and yeah. things like that." And if if I was to physically go, out, I, I wouldn't do it because I, I know what our fan base are like, and obviously because I've got quite a high number of subscribers for the Gallagher Shots account, account now, and we get a lot of people listening to the podcast and watch mm-hmm. the YouTube videos. If I was to put something out on there, put my neck on the line. It's not worth it because that information is coming from somebody that I don't know, somebody that I don't necessarily trust. So why would I physically go and do that? And I know if I did put it out there on a live forum, that people would cling on to that bit of hope. And, and I don't want to be responsible for, yeah, for and, that and, happening. And I would hold my hands with that when I knew Benzayad was close last last time round. Mm. I I knew it was so bloody close. Yeah. And and. That's why this time round, I've just sort of backed off from trying to give yeah. too much hope. Now I'm reserved. Yeah. Now I'm being accused of being miserable and putting the dampers on. <laughs> and like, fuck sakes, man. Gives him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it it's 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 finding the right balance. But when you get past information, you. you you like me probably get quite good at working out. Oh, I this this is reasonably legit here. Because sometimes people come out with stuff and you're like, how can you possibly know that? Yeah. And it's, and, and it's so wild and fanciful, it doesn't make any sense. But sometimes you'll see something when you think, hang on, I've heard something very similar to that from another mm. source. And that actually matches. 
but it's not the same. You're getting your info from somewhere very good. That that was that was how initially I got lots of the Benzai group stuff was I was getting it from two or three different places who didn't yeah. know each other, who couldn't have spoken to each other. You know, one was in the UK, two were in Dubai. You know, so you're like, okay, and you don't know each other. Something's going on here. Yeah, yeah. And and so it's difficult. It's difficult not. I, I want the fans to have hope. Because we've had hope sucked out of over 12 years, 13 years. That's one of the things that's gone. Hope, joy, what football for me should be all about. This this whole expect, expectation crap that we get thrown at. We don't expect yeah. anything other than to enjoy our football. Mm. To, to have the ability to go up against the great and the good and bloody their nose every now and again. That would just do us. Give us a League Cup final or something like that. That would make us ecstatic. There wouldn't oh, be yeah, yeah. there wouldn't be a phone box left in the northeast if we got away, <laughs> or, or a bus stop, or a bus stop. <laughs> it just wouldn't, you know. And and and, and the, the, in any prospective owner kind of's got to get that grasp of that. Mm. Um, and and it would be joyous and wonderful what football should be, and we've we've had a lot of that taken away. We've become an asinine steel business that survives and that doesn't sit with us yeah, yeah you know no. and, and, and yeah, we're, we're all sitting thinking the same thing aren't we? and and that's why people latch on to the grains of hope of the blue ticking arabic writing on twitter and things like that and i get it i really get it to the point where i've stopped trying to intercept and argue because yeah. it's not worth I've, it. I've, I've stopped clicking the translate button <clears> mate. <laughs> I'll just say it. I don't click translate anymore. Yeah, yeah it's probably for, probably for the best. Um, you get some great translations though every now and again, which is yeah, cool. there's some funny ones. Some funny ones if you do click. There is some funny ones. But I'm go- I'm going to wrap this up, mate, because we have been going a while now. So I know the the time difference over over your neck of the woods. Um, so so flash flash back to the whole Benzai group there. Mm-hmm. How confident were you at that time that that was going through? Was it all the eggs in one basket sort of scenario? Oh, I, I, I was... My understanding is the, the, the got to the hood. Michael J for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post 9-11 vets and their families. Over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the program. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org. Ashley signs off the share price agreement and then they go straight into fit and proper direct list tests. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was it. It was a signature away. And that's the, the hurdle that they fell at. That's frustrating, isn't it? And it guts me. Absolutely guts me when I when I see some of the plans like I've already touched on, um, some of the plans for academy structures across Asia and mm. they had land bought over the road from uh, Disneyland in Shanghai and it would have been a Newcastle Academy. Mm. So everybody going to Disneyland Shanghai would have been looking across the road at Newcastle United badge. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just mm. bonkers. Some of the ideas, um, just sort of it blows your mind. 
Um, but like I, like I said earlier, it's, it's all about getting Brandon and, and the, yes, the club crest everywhere, isn't it? Placement and all of that, yeah. And so, yeah, um, as, as far as I understand it, one signature away. So did I get excited? You bet I got excited. Mm. I didn't sleep. <laughs> two days I had maybe two hours sleep. Yeah, because a lot, a lot of the things were breaking like early hours in the morning over here as well in the UK. Mm. So you're thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm going to be up all night here. <laughs> Yeah. And, and and so so yeah to know it was it was genuinely that close was is to this day super frustrating guts us so, um, so jumping forward to, to right now to, to yeah. today's date are you confident in any way whatsoever that that could be in, in those final stages there's, once again there's something happening yes <clears throat> there's something happening um what stage they're at it would appear that, that they're at a similar stage um, there's still this concept that there's no bid and no no agreed figures <clears throat> but actually I would suggest how can you because that's the other thing at the minute with the world situation that we've got right now um, and some of the things I'm being told from people within football the post-Covid football world could be dramatically different Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I genuinely don't know any well, the the main main guy that I know who has worked on many takeovers in London, um, and he's a really good guy, still insists that it's absolutely madness to proceed with any business right now. So much so he was involved in trying to sell one club, and he's actually shut it down because he he says the sellers dropping his price daily, the buyers backing away and he says I've just said to them look go home look after your families we'll have a talk again in a couple of months time yeah so, so like you said what what is the value of a football club right now it's, it's dropping by the, by the day really isn't it and, and I don't understand how you could proceed with a takeover I don't understand how you could get people in to do the, do the due diligence properly I don't understand how you could then get a transition team in to see from one or another none of that makes sense hmm. but it's Newcastle United nothing ever makes sense yeah, that is true. So, so I'm, I can't just say that nothing makes sense and leave it at that. Um, there certainly seems to be something happening. If George Colton's come out and stuck his head above the parapet, that's a significant thing. Yeah. George yeah. is usually super cautious. Um, obviously, he has the source mm-hmm. um, and connections to directly to one of the key players involved. Yeah, yeah. And therefore... Um, that's how he sees it with the information he's been given. So there's something happening. Um, yeah. There's just still a lot of questions over what the direct involvement of Saudi is or isn't. How much money is then going to come into the club if it was to go through? What exact stage of negotiations they're at? What have they agreed upon? <laughs> Which are a lot of these things we shouldn't know, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, of course we shouldn't, yeah. But such as the way it's, everything's become is everybody wants to know. Um do I think it's going to happen? Um, I think we're at it, 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 it tossing a coin. Mm. Really? It would, it would be it would be a Mike Lashley thing to, to go and sell it. <laughs> Nobody knows for fine well when Newcastle United fans couldn't go out there and celebrate it. Well, you would do anything like that just for just for shits and giggles, yes. Yeah, stand at his top window, sticking his fingers up. <laughs> all of that, vomit fireplace and being a power drinker, and, and and all of those these these idiosyncratic behaviours <clears throat> that he has 
I haven't sat in the, sat in the same room as him a couple of times and been quite baffled with some of his behaviours. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you can't see it. Can't see there's no happening. There's definitely something happening. It's definitely something happening <clears> behind <throat> the scenes, isn't there? What worries me is the amount of information and disinformation that seems to be bouncing around. The, the the blue tick Twitter accounts tweeting in Arabic, yet, yet their location seems to be Blythe, and, and, <laughs> and all that kind of thing. So sort of like, right, okay, it it this this, this it's it's frustrating. As fans, we can just hold on to that ink of hope, and that's the thing. Yeah, that like I, I think the problem which which we have a fan base, and I, I put myself in this this bracket is. We'll, we'll see a, a small seed getting planted and we'll want the tree full of branches and leaves the next day. <laughs> we'll, we'll want things instant and that's not how it happens, is it? It isn't and, and, and it can't be. And and even if the takeover was to be announced tomorrow morning, um, there's still a hell of a long, lot, of, lot of things needed to, to, to complete it. Um, but that then would allow you to just dream a little bit again, which would be wonderful. Yeah. Then we'll go into the whole scenario of why it's such a bad thing, why the Saudis are buying Newcastle and oh, being look. hired across the press, left, right, and centre. And, and and again, I'll give you a direct quote from somebody close to the Premier League that the new chief executive is absolutely bricking it. Mm. That he might have to put MBS through a fit and proper test. Yeah, it's it's gonna be um, gonna be a, a circus, an um, absolute circus I've if also, this is to go through. I've also had it hinted that there's two clubs already lining up objections. Yeah, I, I could understand that as, once again, mega money coming with club as well. It's probably using that as a, a stick to beat them with, really. Yeah, but it's also clubs who look at it and say, hang on a minute, they're going to leapfrog us. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. And, and so, you know, there's, it's a whole different world. Um, i tell you what that could do for though. It's something that we've not had, in my opinion, since the 80s, a little bit of siege mentality. No one, no yeah. one likes us, we don't care. And if that's going to bring everybody back together again, then I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. Take, take a leaf out of Mike Ashley's book and stick with fingers about everybody else sort of thing. Uh, yeah, mate, um, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. And, and hopefully everyone that's listening to this has had a, a little bit more of a background in it, what, what you witnessed over there in, in Dubai. And hopefully it, it takes a little bit of heat off yourself because I, I know on social media people refer to you as, oh, yeah, we got the rumours from the dentists again. Oh, and... man, I'm, I've stuck my head above the parapet so many times I've had my brain shot out. It's just like that water <laughs> off a just back to me. And, and, and I remain open to anybody. I don't care if you agree with us, disagree us, whatever. Just, just fire us a tweet. Talk to us. Perfect. And, and that's why I'm, I'm happy to do stuff like this um, and happy to come on and see and speak to you lads anytime. No, no, mate, what we'll do, we'll, we'll arrange it when, when we do see season and football commence. Um, we'll, we'll have a quick chat just, just to talk about football for once, mate. Talk good. about the team and things like that rather than proposed takeovers. It'd be great to have you on. Nice one. No problem. Thank you very much, mate. Hope, Thanks, mate. Hope you're well. Keep safe there, mate. You too, pal. Take care. Thank you. Cheers.
Michael J. for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost. To post 9-11 vets and their families, over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org. Sports Social Podcast Network.